At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin our number two of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming at you. Woo. This feels like one of those shows where we kid flying by the seat of our pants with the trade deadline and the big news of Steve Nash getting a can there in Brooklyn. But, man, it just feels like every minute something else is happening. Absolutely. So I know a guy that's been very busy today, of course, would be Frank Schwab, who joins us each and every Tuesday, covers the NFL and sports betting for Yahoo Sports. Frank, welcome back here on a Tuesday. Have you had time to exhale and digest all of the trades we've had so far, not just today, but so far this week? And what's your biggest takeaway so far in this trade deadline market in the NFL? You know, I, just that it's unlike any other NFL trade deadline we've seen that I can remember anyway. I think last year was a dud, right? Like, if I remember right, there was a couple, like, late-round picks for linemen and stuff like that. This is – you're right. It's like every 30 minutes we're getting like, oh, hey, Bradley Chubb is on the move. Or even Calvin Ridley going to the Jaguars. Where, where did that come from? Wow. Like that was – yeah, just totally out of left field. Um, it's and, and you just go back to even last week with Robert Quinn, Christian McCaffrey – I, it's been it's been really fun. It's the first time we've seen an NFL trade di- deadline look like the NBA or the NHL. You're right about that. I want to ask you specifically about the Bradley Chubb move here, giving up a first-round pick. Do you agree with this? I do not. I would have gone after Burns, and even though the price tag might be a little bit higher, I think he's more impactful. I was looking at Chubb's stats. He had that great rookie year. Second year, he's been injured. This year, he's got five and a half sacks. I don't know if you really count that, though, when you are able to get two and a half against the statue, Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I, I think they overpaid a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you mentioned Burns. I just don't think Burns was available unless you're really overpaying. I'm talking multiple firsts. So Chubb, who's going to be a free agent, who's had his injury issues. I really like that move for the Broncos. I do. You can reset there. And Miami, I get it. But at the same time, I'm also thinking, Miami, this you're still not catching the bills. And now... Bradley Chubb has all the negotiating power over you because you traded a first for him right before he becomes a free agent. So I, I, I get it on one hand. I like aggressive moves to go get players because teams have been value, overvaluing picks for way too long before the Rams came along. Uh, but I just don't know if this really was the move I would make. But, hey, I, I applaud him, I guess, for being aggressive. I just think the Broncos got a really good deal here. Uh, talking to Frank Schwab, you can follow him as I do on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. You mentioned the Dolphins. They're now 10-1, to 1, I'm seeing, in the betting market to win the AFC East. The Bills, obviously, you got to lay $11 uh, 
to get back one if you think the bills are going to hold on to that. So it's not a move that's going to move that market that much. You mentioned like the CMC trade. Uh, McCaffrey right now the third uh, betting favorite to win comeback player of the year at plus 750. But really what that did, it did shift the balance of power now after the Niners have beaten the Rams for the second time this year. The Niners now minus $1.75 to win the West. I just did a whole soliloquy about the Seahawks. They're plus 330 to win the West, and they currently lead the NFC West. Some teams, Frank, might be caught in the middle of, do we push chips in now? Do we hold and keep our powder dry? Does the CMC move make anything for John Schneider and Pete Carroll go, you know what, we're going to get an arms race now. We're in it to win it this year. I wouldn't. I would look. If I was Seahawks, I would say we just made a trade that it, it honestly might turn out to be the Herschel Walker trade, right? Wow. Like the Broncos might end up drafting top ten last next year, and then the Seahawks get that pick. I mean, they gave up a ton. If I'm the Seahawks, I'm sitting here saying we had, we killed the draft this year. We had a great, great draft class. We have all these picks coming up. We have uh, you know salary cap flexibility. All this. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Like, I, I heard this with the Jets, too, right? The Jets were like, maybe they were in on Bradley Chubb. They were going to go get him. And I just kept thinking, just because you have a good record after seven games doesn't mean you should change your focus. And I think for a team like the Seahawks, a team like the Jets, they should still be thinking, hey, in two, three years, we could be a Super Bowl contender if we hit all this stuff. Not right now trying to get to just, you know— 10-7 and seven and winning a division and losing in the first round. And uh, nothing against the Seahawks. I guess the Seahawks have played re- really good football. Like, they're not one of these Giants-type teams where you know, okay, that's a fluke. No, no, the Seahawks are a good, solid team. They do have a chance to win that division, I think. It's just I wouldn't be pushing chips in. I would be saying, hey, we're, we're, we're sitting on a gold mine right now because of this Russell Wilson trade and all the picks that are going to be coming from it. Let's stay the course and, and try to build up what we had in, you know, 2013-2014. I would completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. When I think of the Seattle Seahawks, I think of two things, Sean Schneider and Pete Carroll getting over on the Broncos, and Kenneth Walker also now part of this organization helping destroy another program in Michigan State who overpaid for Mel Tucker. So you got to give these guys credit. <laughs> they have managed to fleece two different programs at the collegiate and the pro level. Um, you know, when I look around right now, in the NFC, okay, Philly's there. Minnesota, uh, solid, but I don't necessarily buy into as much. What about this 49ers team sitting at 4-4, four and four, but they're the second favorite to win. They're minus, I think, 160 to win the division. I think it's a pretty good bet, despite the fact they're one game behind, behind Seattle right now. I feel like this team is really trending in the right direction. The acquisition of Christian McCaffrey seems like it's going to be paying big dividends long-term. I really do like the 49ers. I do. I, I think that, I mean, you look at an offense that's going to, at some point, have McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. I, I, wow. And the, the defense, when it's healthy, and it's not going to get fully healthy the rest of the year. They've had some season enders. But that defense, I thought, when it was healthy, was the best defense in football. So you, you combine all this stuff, it looks really good for the 49ers. There's a lot of talent there. But I just, look, well, why are we ignoring the Cowboys? Why, why do we want to come up with every reason to not put the Cowboys in the number two spot? The Dallas Cowboys, If we, look, week one was a long time ago, all right? Like, if you're still holding on to that week one loss— well, I, I can tell you the 49ers just lost by 14 to the Atlanta Falcons, right? Like, I mean, every team except the Eagles has had a really bad game on their record. Why, the Cowboys were awesome with Cooper Rush as quarterback. Now they got Dak back. That defense is really, really good. They could run the ball, have a true number one in C.D. Lamb. Why are we not talking about the Cowboys more? Why everybody wants to come up with any other team? Last week it was the Bengals. Oh, the Bengals are the fourth best team. The Bengals are, are, are contenders. No, we saw last night the Bengals ain't contenders, whereas the Cowboys just keep churning out these wins. They're covering big spreads. I, I don't know why we're all ignoring the Cowboys. I think this is clearly the fourth best team in the NFL, clearly a second best team in the NFC right now. First of all, Frank, I take umbrage with your statement because when you're staring into that camera, it looks like you're telling me directly based on that statement yes. alone. <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> no, I don't disagree. Just calling you out. Call I know. <laughs> I, listen, we've both done that for the past year or so, so I got no qualms with it. I don't disagree with you, actually. I think Dallas is in great shape. I thought Dak looked tremendous on Sunday. The offense was flourishing. It wasn't just that they put up 49 points. I thought the throws were on point. Third down conversion to Gallup, the touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb. I, I tend to agree with you. I was just going based on the odds right now. I think it's a little bit easier path in this sense for San Francisco. They get the division. 
There's a possibility that the third team that would face Minnesota, they knock off the Vikings. They could be looking at a scenario where they would host a home game against a team like Dallas. That's the reason I make a case for San, Fran- for San Francisco slightly over the Cowboys. But I think at this point in time, both teams are fairly level, guys. I think you're right, Amal, because, again, if the Cowboys can't get on top of the Eagles and win the division, they're going to have to go on the road as a wild card team. So I understand that that uh, logic there by Amal that San Francisco, if they win the division – in the West will be able to host those games uh, versus the Cowboys going on on the road. Let's talk about the Cowboys then, Frank, because I'm looking at the trade deadline and I'm going, I'm with you guys. They have really, I think, overachieved to this point when you're playing Cooper Rush five of the eight games and you sit at six and two. Do they have to make a move? Is there a move that they can make? Or, hey, I know in the offseason they said they got rid of Amari Cooper. Uh, They didn't re-sign Randy Gregory. They got worse in the offseason. That was the narrative. I don't buy the narrative, but do you think there's buyers before this trade deadline actually hits midnight here? You know, I just don't think they have the cap for it. I think that, you know, that's the reason they gave away Amari Cooper. Right. That's the reason they couldn't re-sign Randy Gregory. So I don't really know, unless they find a team that, that is willing to take on a big part of a salary, which happened, I think it was a Roquan Smith trade. The Bears took on almost all of it. In a situation like that, maybe. You can use some offensive line help probably still. I mean, you can always use a corner. But they're a corner. Their defensive front is just so good, though. They really don't. I mean, it'd be great. <laughs> I mean, if you could add a, you know, like the Eagles added Robert Quinn, sure, why not? But this team is really solid. It's on solid footing. I mean, yes, Mike McCarthy's still there, and that's a problem. And like you said, yeah, going on the road in the playoffs is not where you want to be, although they'll probably be going on the road to face the NFC South champ, and they'll probably be favored by six points over Atlanta or whatever. So <laughs> I, I just, if the Cowboys could make a move, you know Jerry would not be against it. He could get aggressive. I just don't know that they got the cap unless you find a, a trade partner who's saying, sure, we'll take on all the all the salary. You're just going to have to bump up that pick another round. I want to ask you quickly about Chase Claypool. Uh, Dave and I were talking about it earlier. I didn't like this move by Chicago. Um, I, I don't get it. I mean, maybe he's a diva, maybe he's not, but I don't know if he's worthy of a second-round pick. I understand Green Bay was potentially in the mix. Does he add anything for you for the, um, for the Bears? Not at all. I, yeah. I mean, I just – I think he's just – he's okay, but – the pick that the Steelers are going to get is going to be higher than the one they used on Chase Claypool. I mean, when it was like, okay, well, the Ravens pick is going to be a late rounder. No, no, it's the Bears pick. And that could end up being a top 40 pick in the draft. I just don't get it. I don't think he's that guy. I'm not a big fan of Chase Claypool. Look, they needed to get Justin Fields some help. I get that. I just don't like the price they paid for Claypool. When I first, honestly, when I first heard the trade, I was like, okay, well, they traded the pick they got for Robert Quinn late, you know, mid-round, late round. No, no, it's a second, an early second. I don't like that at all. I just, I don't think Trace Claypool is that guy. I'm, I'm with you. I, I think Amal and I both said, okay, it's a, it's a block move for the Packers that we're in on Claypool. I get that, but still way too high a price tag for a second-round pick. Very quickly, you have about 45 seconds. We did want to ask you about the big news in the NBA with Steve Nash, the firing there in Brooklyn. Do you like their chances that the market has reflected that they actually, the money, they it's going on the nets now. The, the prices have gotten shorter since his departure. Maybe Ime Odoka is going to go over there as head coach. Is that a market mover for you if that does, in fact, happen? I mean, they needed to do something, and you know Udoka's going to fix that defense. Uh, if he can, that's an awful defensive team. I've been betting against him every game so far. <laughs> love betting against him. Love fading him. But it doesn't matter because the Milwaukee Bucks are undefeated and are going to win the East, right? Like, this is a, a done deal. <laughs> My Milwaukee Bucks are looking unbeatable in the East. No, no confidence to say the whole thing, Frank? Can't win one more series? Uh, well, I just take it one step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Frank, we look forward to it each and every Tuesday. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you guys. There he is, Frank Schwab. You can follow him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Yeah, again, defense, it's about will, but that's what Udoka would bring theoretically to the Nets. Easier said than done. When we come back, let's look at the Heisman watch in college football. Come on back. It's Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now, get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. Our pro picks, daily recap of top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. We got pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, pro tips, actionable insights to help up your betting game, and daily deep dives into the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and so on. Plus, our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 mid-season special today. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. Boy, a busy, busy day. Just today in the NFL trade deadline with some of those moves. I'm going to run down those for you. Again, you already had the bigger ones with the Roquan Smith yesterday. Uh, you saw Quinn going from Chicago to Philadelphia last week. TJ Hawkinson, Lions to like. Chase Claypool, Steelers to Bears. Will Jackson, Commanders to Steelers. Bradley Chubb, Broncos to Dolphins. Chase Edmonds, Dolphins to Broncos. Calvin Ridley, Falcons to Jags. And Jeff Wilson, Niners to Dolphins. Yeah, I got more details on those last two. Okay, so cleaning this up real quick. Obviously, Mike McDaniel apparently will take any running back from the 49ers system. Uh, Fifth round (laughs) pick for Jeff Wilson uh, is what they're sending over. The Calvin Ridley one, as you can imagine, is very complicated because he is suspended for this entire season. Okay, so trade details here. This is from Adam Schefter. It's a conditional 2024 fourth rounder. That is going from the Jags to the Falcons. It stays a fourth rounder if Calvin Ridley is on the roster next year. Whoa. It goes to a three if Ridley reaches certain incentives. And it becomes a two if the Jaguars sign Ridley to a contract extension. So there's a lot of what-ifs built into this that's, trade. That's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. I mean, like I've never heard that, though, where it's it, whether or not you re-sign him is conditional to the pick being as high as a second, which almost de-incentifies the Jags to resign him. Well, to that point, Dave, see a couple people tweeting out, Calvin Ridley will be 28 years old, you know, next season. Which he, so keep that in mind. Pick. Yeah, yeah but Calvin pick. Ridley was like 30 when he got to Alabama, okay? <laughs> I mean, go back and look. I don't even think he played his senior year, year down in Florida. He was too old. See, the, that was he is, one of those guys that was held out? Because yeah, that, because yeah. he was like 20 his senior year. That happened with Kelvin Benjamin, I remember. Yeah, yes. I'm saying. got old quickly, yes. Well, that's interesting. So, again, I've, I've never really heard a contract structure like that where the trading team says, if you give him a new deal, then it goes all the way up to a second. And, by the way, if he's not on the roster – Next year, which shows you, boy, this is a wide range for Calvin Ridley. Either he's going to be really a part of the Jags' future here, 
and grow with Trevor Lawrence, which is a big concern in and of itself, or he might not even be on the roster next year. That is a quite the wide variance there. The um, Calvin Ridley played three games his senior year because you have to be under the age of 19 in less than nine months. <laughs> yeah, <that's> a, <laughs> I mean, the guy was almost 20 years old. Come wow. on, give me a break. I think Calvin Benjamin did like the same exact thing. Yep. Oh, so that's interesting. These are just trades uh, today on the NFL trade deadline. And again, I'll, it'll never be Major League Baseball or the NBA or even the NHL. But football is getting into the 2022 spectrum here after having a kind of a lazy year last year. Significant moves. We'll see how these play out. But again, so far, CMC, you can make the argument that's the biggest move. Christian McCaffrey paid immediate dividends in San Francisco last week. Let's see what if the Hawkinsons of the world, Claypools of the world, Bradley Chubbs of the world, if they make that kind of impact. I, and I think this is interesting. Well, I don't know what you think about this, but I, I do think there is a specific reason we're seeing more action at this trade deadline than we normally see. And I just think it's because of what, what teams are stacked like in the NFL. You got the three at the top that I think pretty much everybody could agree on. Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, right? And then you've got a big chunk of teams in that second tier that you think might be able to be good, but they need some help. And then you've got a lot of bad teams. I would agree with everything you just said except one thing. I don't look at it as a three-team thing right now. I know Philly's 7-0. But I look at it as a two-team race and then everybody else. Okay. Because when you look at Philadelphia, if they were to play Kansas City or Buffalo today, how many of you were taken in a straight-up situation? Line's going to be fairly short, probably three in the Super Bowl. Who are you taking in that spot? I asked Chris Andrews about this yesterday. He would say he said he would make the Bills three over three over the Eagles and the Chiefs one over the Eagles. Oh, no doubt. And I'm taking both of those small yeah, favorites. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. And again, if you even go this way, Amal, if you take the undefeated – 7-0 Eagles, mm-hmm. and you played them against San Francisco. If San Francisco came in with that defense, it, it, fully loaded, and then you got Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you've got weapons on that offense. I might be more apt to take the points with the Niners on the road in the playoff game. Look, there's been nobody more critical of Jimmy Garoppolo over the last couple of years than I have been. But to me, the one thing that I will say where I think Garoppolo can be efficient is you've got CMC back there. You've got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, the Frank Schwab just pointed out. You look at this team. I got to tell you right now, I think they've got as good of a shot in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. And I thought Kelly's point was well made that right now, this is one of those scenarios you look around, you go, okay, I get Buffalo is great. But in a one game scenario, you can beat anybody. No doubt. Um, But nobody in the NFC is going to go, holy cow, they got Jalen Hurts. They got A.J. Brown. I don't know how we're going to stop these guys. No, look, the Eagles have overachieved to this point. The schedule is the schedule. You got to play who's on it. I get it. It's not a daunting schedule for the Eagles, but. I think to your point, when they go down to Dallas at the end of the year, I think you'll really get a better test of who the Eagles are at the end of the year. Some of these other teams in the NFC, and it's going to be reflected in the futures market, you might be able to get some pretty price points right now with the Eagles being the the, the far and away favorite to win the NFC. Other teams are getting better, have gotten better during this trade deadline. And certainly one of those, the most glaring, might be the Niners with McCaffrey. And if they get healthy defensively, they're going to be a tough out. Guys, this reminds me of college football, right? You look at Clemson, and you sit there and go, they're undefeated. Does anybody right now believe Clemson is a better football team than Alabama? No. Nah. And again, look at the market. Which team would you rather play right now to win the NFC? The Eagles at plus $1.75? Joke. Or the Niners or Cowboys at plus 5, five to 1 and plus five fifty for the Cowboys? But how about this in terms of the Niners? When you look at the records in the NFC, you see the San Francisco 49ers currently sitting at 4-4, four and four, and they're the second betting favorite, and they've got, what, uh, five teams ahead of them in terms of the records? Atlanta's got the same record of them, and the Washington Commanders, who I didn't even know were 4-4, four and four, how is that even possible? <laughs> right? I mean, by, by the way, and that's why getting back to you can't handle the truth, Brian Dable being the second favorite, they might end up last in their division. If, if the Giants really hit the wall that Frank Schwab talked about, which I believe is real for them too, they might end up fourth in the NFC East because the commanders are sneaky all of a sudden with Taylor Heineke winning football games. You know what? He gives them a certain amount of moxie yes. that lacks from Carson Wentz. Yes. It, it just seems like they go out and play. Totally. He just, look, I don't think he's great. Nobody's trying to say that or suggest that, but it just seems like they go out and compete. They've won. I didn't realize they've won three in a row. You look back at the Lions game, they, they were fairly dominated in their previous few games. Could have beaten the Titans, didn't come through, but 
Uh, they've got the Vikings this week at home, so let's see how that one plays out. Well, uh, again, dude's a gamer, man. He's a he's a gunslinger. He worships Brett Favre. I love quarterbacks like this, and I think teammates love quarterbacks like that. Yes, right? yeah. willing to lay it all guy. on the line, willing to take the big hit. He's gonna he's gonna sneak the ball. He's gonna throw it downfield to wide receivers and give them a shot, no matter if it gets intercepted or not. I think Taylor Heineke is one of those quarterbacks that the team can rally around. Well, look, that's narrative street. And the analytics community hates taking the walk down Narrative Street. But that is that is real. That is a tangible thing that teammates inside of a locker room actually feel. Right? And they don't feel it with Carson Wentz. And I said it to Rick Doc Walker. Love Doc. Back there in Washington, D.C. Won a Super Bowl uh, in, in D.C. in the 80s with Joe Gibbs. I, I thought they were starting the wrong quarterback from week one. Not that, that Carson Wentz isn't more skilled than Taylor Heineke. He absolutely is. But he does not have the intangible, does not have the it factor that Heineke brings. He, the guy runs a 4-7. He's slow. You know what he does? He avoids tackles, keeps the play alive, and makes plays that Carson Wentz should be able to do. But for whatever reason, the sum of the parts of Carson Wentz do not equal up to a Taylor, Taylor Heineke. He is not God's gift to quarterbacking, but he's the better option in Washington, D.C. And as a Cowboy backer financially, I hope they keep playing Carson Wentz whenever he's healthy. <laughs> also, I think Terry McLaurin becomes a better player with Taylor Heineke in there. Look, last couple of games, he had 113 and 73 yards. We know what he's able to do. And I just feel like there is a certain level of confidence in this team. And, and you know what? I wish Ron Rivera stuck to his gun and said, listen, I was forced to take this Carson Wentz player. Who cares, dude? You're going to get fired. That's the one thing. I had a coach one time say to me, it was the best line ever. He goes, listen, let me tell you something. I'm doing everything my way. You know why? He goes, I'm getting fired. He goes, I'm not retiring here, okay? They're eventually going to force me out. I agree. If you're going to go out, go out on your shield. Go out with Ron Rivera. You were a coach of the year. You had a 15-1 team, Carolina. You went to the Super Bowl. You did it your way, and it almost worked all the way to a Super Bowl championship. Don't kowtow to anybody else. Do it your way. If you're going to be showing the door in D.C. anyway, if you have a conviction about it, whether it's Heineke or not, whatever. if you like Sam Howell, you drafted him, Play that guy. But why they keep force-feeding Carson Wentz down America's throat, whether it's in Indy, Philly, or now D.C., is I just don't understand it. I don't understand why it keeps happening. All right, we got one more coming through here before we get to break. The Broncos, having lost a pass rusher, trading for a pass rusher, trading for Jets, uh, D.N. Jacob Martin, Hmm. one of several players expected to fill the void left by Bradley Chubb. Denver is giving up a fourth-round pick in 2024, exchange for a 2024 fifth-rounder. So not exactly your biggest trade of the day. No, but but still, trades are still coming in. I'd like you to say that the Cowboys have made a trade for a corner after losing Jordan Lewis for the rest of the year, but that has not happened today. Take a deep breath. Come on back. The NFL trade deadline continues. Much more on Big Bets here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get in on the football action this season with Hulu Plus Live TV Football Extravaganza. Compete for free for a share of 55000 in two ways. Predict what's going to happen in three college football pools. Then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play for free. Hulu Plus Live TV, it's like cable, just a little bit better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for the full details. Back alongside them all, shot Dave Ross here on a very busy Edition of Big Bets here on Vison is the trade deadline. We're getting close. Tick, tick, tick. Got about 30 more minutes to go. Feels like all the big fish have been fried so far, at least on the day. But you never know because this has been a, a trade deadline unlike most in recent years with some bigger names uh, being moved around the NFL. We'll get back to that in a little bit. But you look at the Heisman Trophy watch here in college football. We talked about it a little bit yesterday with Hendon Hooker, who is now the favorite out of Tennessee. He's minus ten. C.J. Stroud, some people looked at the performance against Penn State and said, not that great. I, I know you begged to differ on that. He's now almost 2-1 to one plus $1.90. And then we got the chasm, 15-1 to one before you get to the Blake Corms of Michigan, Cale Williams of USC, Bo Nix shooting up the board. But yeah, that Bo Nix, 25-1. to one. When you look at the market them all, how do you evaluate it? Well, let's kind of start at the point of demarcation with Bo Nix. Drake, Drake uh, May is having a tremendous year. He also, like C.J. Stratus, 29 touchdown passes on the season. But to me, Carolina is the quietest one-loss team in college football, right? They still have to play Clemson, so that would be one 
uh, potentially in the ACC championship game, rather. not They don't have to play them, but it could be a matchup there. So um, right now when I look at it, I think I don't like Hooker as a favorite at minus 110. I think the price on Stroud is a little bit low at 190, but Quorum at 15 to 1, he's playing extremely well. Caleb Williams, 15 to 1. He's having a tremendous year. 24 touchdowns, one INT. I think Caleb Williams is the dark horse here because they still have UCLA. They have the Pac-12 championship game potentially. It's really going to come down to the individual team's performance. If Hendon Hooker can play great, and even if you, uh, Tennessee comes up a little bit short this weekend, I think he's got a great shot to still be able to win this. But it will hurt him that Stroud and Williams and, or, and or Corum could potentially be in a conference championship game. So I think these four players have to have success with their team I think it would be very difficult for Bo Nix simply because people will have a hard time overlooking that first game performance against Georgia. So when I look at that first page on the left-hand side of said page, and I go, okay, that running back, Blake Corum, sticks out like a sore thumb. Because mm-hmm. we now kind of say, well, in order to win it as a wide receiver, a running back, yes, running backs have won it. But it's become more of a quarterback award. What does Blake Corum in Michigan have to do? Does it come down to Ohio State yeah. that they have to beat Ohio State and he's got to run roughshod over the Buckeye defense in order for that 15-1 ticket to cash? I, th- I think he's got to have a three-game run like Ezekiel Elliott had against Wisconsin, Alabama, yeah. and Oregon where he just got better and better and better and ran for 200-plus yards in the, in the playoff and in the national championship game against Illinois, Ohio State, and then the Big Ten championship game. If he can do that, I think he's got a great shot to be able to win it. The one thing I take umbrage with, though, is when you look at Blake Corum's numbers and you look at the kid in Westwood, uh, Joe Charbonnet, in terms of what he's been able to do, how is he not getting consideration? He's had one game where he didn't rush for 100 yards. His numbers have been off the charts. See, to me, this this award has become too biased in a popularity contest because when you look at it, forget the stats. It doesn't have to be passing yards or rushing yards. But it's got to be performance delivered in big game situations. You look back at the game against Oregon last um, or two weeks ago for UCLA, and and Charbonnet was outstanding. I know his team lost, but it wasn't because he didn't no, play he's well. Been spectacular. He's been absolutely spectacular. I mean, you look at the numbers he put up in that game. I'm just pulling up the exact stats on him. He had in that game. He had uh, Zach Charbonnet. I said Joe, thinking about the baseball player that played for the Indians, <laughs> the Indians so. former number one yeah. pick. Charbonnet goes 20 carries for 151. I mean, that's a seven and a half yards per carry. You look at him, 198 against Stanford, 151 against Oregon, 198 against Utah, 124 Washington. I mean, think about his last four weeks, two out of his last three games. He's two yards short of back-to-back 200-yard rushing games. So Corum's been very similar. Um, Caleb Williams has been outstanding. I, I think for Hooker, in terms of the Heisman, if he has a – Four touchdown, no INT, 300-yard day. I think he's got a great shot to win this thing. If he goes two touchdowns, two INTs, and they lose by 17, I think he kind of falls off the cliff. You know what's interesting? I, I saw Joe Clad. I saw a bunch of other people saying, well, Stroud didn't play well. The dude went 26 for 32 with a touchdown pass and 300-plus yards, and then when Penn State takes a lead, they answer right away with a quick throw to Harrison, quick throw to Ibuka, and then Travion Henderson with the run, and then he has that deep uh, seam route pass to uh, Emeka Ibuka. I don't understand what it is that you want a potential Heisman Trophy winner to do. Twenty-six, for, I'm sorry, 26 for 33. To me, that's a win- winning formula for a Heisman Trophy. I don't know what kind of numbers you're expecting somebody to put up. Well, and I think your point, it's very interesting about Hooker because this feels like this week in Athens could be the Johnny Manziel game against Alabama. That's what won him the Heisman Trophy back in the day, right? When A&M was able to beat then what was looked at as the best defense in Alabama, and even though Johnny Manziel, I believe they played in a, a bowl game against, what, Duke that year, wasn't like they were going on to win the national championship. He won the Heisman Trophy because he beat Nick Saban in Alabama's defense. That's what Hendon Hooker has the opportunity to do this weekend. If we look at Georgia and say, that's the best defense in college football. If he puts up those numbers and they win the game, that number is going to go to a $3 betting favorite. So, so really, you can kind of look at it and go, do I like Tennessee to beat Georgia this weekend is what, eight-point underdogs? Or would I play Hendon Hooker at minus 110? I'd rather play Tennessee on the money line than play Hendon Hooker at minus $1.10 to win the Heisman Trophy. I would agree with you there, and I think it's a great point. I think your odds are definitely better because even if they go to the SEC championship game, 
and he plays extremely poorly. Because remember, we saw Kyler Murray come out of nowhere. Dave, I thought that's such a great, great point you made there. Dave Ross. Dave Ross. <laughs> hey, dude, back-to-back base hits for our guy. Here. Last <laughs> night, Brown's on. I'm and just trying to get on this base, way. baby. That's it. <laughs> I mean, there's really no reason. There's no reason to bet this right now at this number. Exactly. Either you do what Dave said if you like Tennessee, or... I mean, if he gets beat, he's. I mean, he drops way down, right? Amal, what do well, you give his chances then? It, de- oh, it depends man. because, to me, Stroud goes on the road in one of the loudest, in my opinion, the second loudest stadium in college football behind Death Valley. He wins a game. They score 44 points, 37 by the offense, and people are downgrading him. I, I don't know what to make about the stupidity that exists in college football. <laughs> to me, if you wanted to say that in the Iowa game because he didn't perform until the second half, I get it, but I, I just don't get it. And... Um, you know, the fact that Caleb Williams is at 24-1 ratio in terms of touchdown to INT, they lose a game on a two-point conversion. Is the perception of Caleb Williams different if the USC defense makes it stops a two-point conversion? It shouldn't be, but that's the way it is in the real it's world. Ridiculous. We're talking about what is and what should be, but I think that's exactly a great example of it. Very quickly, gentlemen, to that point about instead of playing Hen and Hooker at minus $1.10, play Tennessee money line this weekend if he's going to cash that ticket. I look at another guy that could skyrocket up this board on the second page, depending on that same game, Stetson Bennett, the fourth, 60 to one. If he outduels Hendon Hooker in a potential shootout and puts up ridiculous numbers, right? All of a sudden, let's say Georgia goes on a win by 14 or 21, and Bennett is the guy in this, it's supposed to be the Hendon Hooker game, the Johnny Menzel game. It turns out to be the Stetson Bennett game, and they run the table. And go on to feed. That number right there is going to get shorted mightily. Uh, it will come down, and I'm not going to say you're wrong on that, but it, it, Stetson Bennett is not a contender for this award. He can't win it. He cannot There's win the There's no award. path pathway to Stetson Bennett. He's got Bennett. nine touchdowns and three INTs. Yeah. You're talking about dudes in front of him, May, Hooker, Stroud, Williams, 25-plus, 24-plus touchdown passes. These guys are playing at an elite level. Look, I think Stetson Bennett has been tremendous. By the way, Ladd McConkey dropped one of the best passes oh, all year uh, on a seam route there. Drops it right in between the eight and four, and McConkey couldn't catch it, but... I just don't see Stetson Bennett being able to do that. Uh, there is a big loss, though, in terms of Georgia right now. Nolan Smith going to be out yeah. for the year. Torn pectoral muscle. Big impact in terms of that edge rush for Georgia. Hopefully, Jalen Carter's healthy in this game. But, you know, Hendon Hooker last year had a decent game when you look at the matchup last year. 24 for 37, 244 yards, one touchdown, one INT, with a quarterback rating of 70.5 based on what ESPN.com gives. So, uh, just something to pay attention to. Counselor, if I could rephrase. Yeah, I'd like to then ask for another longer shot on the board, and yeah. that's the reigning defending Heisman Trophy winner at thirty to one, Bryce Young. Is there a pathway of approach for for Bryce to get back in the winner circle and do an Archie Griffin? Well, I, I think the reason why he won't be able to win is because when Lamar Jackson won, he should have won it the second time because yeah. he had actually a better year than the Heisman. Voter year fatigue. I think so. I think to win back to back, they just don't like to do that. Um, you have to have such an elite, elite year. I think it becomes very difficult. But look, for me, I think when I look at Bryce Young's numbers, 18 touchdowns, three INTs, it's not, he, he's not a guy unlike Bennett. It's not the numbers. I think, I think Young has been phenomenal. I mean, how many quarterbacks can make the play that he made against Ryan Watts to beat Texas? Mm. This is a guy that just gets it done. They didn't lose the, you know, if Nick Saban knew how to manage the game clock, Bryce Young is right in the mix of this conversation. Agreed. It is astonishing that that number feels so so high at thirty to one. But those losses, that loss is going to to be glaring, and it's, you got to be almost perfect to win it back to back. Also, last year, remember he threw for forty seven touchdown passes. So you're comparing that, and that includes the postseason itself. But to me, I, I still think that's three additional games. He's not going to get close to that number. I don't think he winds up with about thirty eight passing touchdowns. When we come back, I want to look at the odds to be the number one pick in the NFL draft and also game three of the World Series tonight in Philadelphia. We'll discuss all of that on a very busy edition of Big Bets here on Vista in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance Bet, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus, get Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and much more. Head to BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app today. It is a whole new ballgame. A very busy edition of Big Bets continues here. On a Tuesday, we have our pro tip for hour number two. If you watched, hopefully, first hour, you can't handle the truth. I said Pete Carroll right now should be, in my eyes, there's really good value at 12-1 to for Pete Carroll to potentially win coach of the year. Instead of playing Seattle at a shorter number, per se, at plus $3 to win the NFC West, I would play Carroll at 12-1 to because if they win the division, there's a much better opportunity of the longer number of 12-1 to of Pete Carroll cashing, you can find correlated plays and find better numbers if your math checks out, if you will. If X team can win the division as an upset, that coach, a la Pete Carroll, will really be in play for coach of the year at a much better number. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think he's got a great shot. You know, that was the name we kind of overlooked last week when we talked about Brian Dable and, um, you know, Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. But uh, I, I think Pete Carroll will definitely get a lot of love for it. Yeah, and we saw it last year with Mike Vrabel. Clearly didn't have the best team, but by the end of the year, by getting that number one seed in the AFC, he became the coach of the year, and I think rightfully so. There is some nuance to those awards, so find those correlated plays in better numbers. That is your pro tip for hour number two. Again, those are uh, for all VEASAN Pro subscribers. You can go to VEASAN.com, and you can sort them out by show and or by sport. We were just talking Heisman Trophy And I kind of want to continue that conversation very quickly and how it really depicts as the number one pick in the NFL draft because these are two different things that we're looking at in the betting market. You made the point yesterday that when you look at, say, a Bryce Young, the reigning defending Heisman Trophy winner, and then you look at a C.J. Stroud, the two shortest favorites right now on the board to be the number one pick in the draft because quarterbacks are always at a premium, you're going to say the scouts are going to look at Young and go, he's small. And right now, it feels like the stigma against short quarterbacks in the NFL is coming back. And maybe for very good reason. Maybe Russell's hit the wall in Denver. We don't know about uh, Zach Wilson in New York. Kyler Murray in Arizona. We're talking about, at least in the last two guys, number one and number two picks in the NFL draft. You're going to look at C.J. Stroud, and they're not going to have that concern. And now with the guys like 
the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, even the Justin Fields, the bigger quarterbacks, they're probably going to get the benefit of the doubt over the, over the shorter guys. I would agree with you. The one thing I had a friend of mine on ESPN tell me, he was down uh, in Tuscaloosa for the A-Day game, and he was with Bryce Young, and he said, uh, I'll tell you what, man, this guy is smaller than you realize. Mm. Because he's listed at 6 feet, 194 pounds. He goes, he's not 6 feet tall. Ooh. And then the other thing is, you look at Stroud, 6'3", 218 or so. Uh, he's got Young by about 25 pounds. Look, I love Bryce Young's accuracy. I... I there are a few people that are bigger fans of Bryce Young than me. I, I think the kid is an elite, elite level player, and I think he's going to be tremendous to the next level. Uh, but in terms of the first overall pick, you're looking at potentially Detroit. And if the Lions, they're going to want to go with the guy who can make every throw. You know, you got a good young receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. They've got some pieces there. I don't know if Dan Campbell's going to be able to survive. We just saw they fired he, their he, defensive backs coach. He might not be there. Yeah. We'll find out who that is. But again, to that point, yeah. I know some people are going to go, Will Levis at plus 750. You guys, terrible. Kentucky just watched them. Terrible against Tennessee. They're going to look at the measurables and yeah, go, exactly. these bigger quarterbacks now feel like that seems to be the trend. The Jalen Hurts is some bigger guys back there that can run and throw. That's why he's still getting some love in this market. I got a 40-1 to 1 on old Billy Levi's in this market, so I, I hope <laughs> it comes through. I hope it comes through. That but, game last week didn't help, though, Mo. No, it doesn't. But, again, they're going to look at the measurables. They're going to look at the dog and pony show in Indianapolis, and that might actually have more weight than some of the game tape that you're going to see. I'm not saying that's right, but that's, I think, now the new trend is give me the bigger guy, and maybe he's not as accurate in college. Josh Allen wasn't at Wyoming. We can fix that. It used to be something that you didn't think was fixable, but quarterbacks are starting to get fixed and become more accurate for bigger guys. Tell you right now, I would never bet Hendon Hooker in a million years. Here's why. He's 29 years old or something. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, would you allow me to say what Sorry. I'm going to say? Don't be stealing my thunder. Come on. Hendon Hooker's going to be 25 in January. It's a kid. It's a baby. I mean, I mean think about that. He's going to be 25 in January. He's on the Calvin Ridley program. There you I, go. I mean, it's I like. I was looking at this market like a week ago, a ball, and I'm like, why is Hendon Hooker's, like, why are the, why is Zod so long? And I had to, I was searching multiple things. He's Chris Winkie. And then, I, you know, then I go to his, like, <laughs> Wikipedia page, and I'm like, oh, that's why. There you go. Chris right Winkie was a 40-year-old rookie, I think. And, and you're absolutely right. And C.J. Stroud just turned 21. In October. I mean, that that's a big difference. So you're talking about he's going to be 22 in his rookie year. Hendon Hooker is going to be 26 before the end of the 2023 regular season concludes. Wow. So, again, that, that's shelf life at the next level. They're well, going to get three more years right away. Well, you see it in the NBA all the time, right? They're like, this guy's 18 or 19. This kid's like a buddy healed is 22 or 23. It makes a big difference because you want guys in their prime, in theory, 25 to 30. Yeah. You want to get maximum. If you can get a guy at 18, develop him. By the time he goes on to his second contract, he could be, you know, 22, 23 and become a superstar in the NBA. That's a fascinating marketplace for number one pick. But Hendon Hooker, long odds at 15 to 1. I think there's a really good reason why, as you just laid out why he has such longer odds. Very quickly, before we get to Game 3 of the World Series, Kelly, you have a play in the NBA tonight. You want to tell the people? Yeah, what I, do. You got? I got one bet uh, in the NBA. I've been focusing mainly on player props. Uh, did a Shea Gilgis Alexander over points and assists? That was 33 and a half this morning when I grabbed it. I think it's moved up just a bit. Just checking some of these injury mm. reports right now. The Orlando Magic, if you've been keeping up with the NBA, very depleted in the backcourt. Oh. Uh, so that will help out here. And then Josh Giddy also uh, out tonight for the Oklahoma City Thunder. You see him step in at point guard uh, from t- uh, as more of the backup for, for SG, the SGA there. So expect SGA to get a lot of assists tonight. And then the scoring in what I think is going to be a pretty tight game between the Orlando Magic and Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, Jalen Suggs is going to be a game-time decision, but he's been out with an ankle issue. We know Gary Harris is out. Cole Anthony's out. I mean, Markel Fultz is out. It's just been... A mash unit for this team yeah. in the backcourt. All right, so that's uh, interesting to want, uh, keep an eye on Kelly with his player prop there on SGA. Let's get back to game three of the World Series tonight in the city of Brotherly Shove. The total stays at eight, even though we have a pitching change because, remember, Noah Syndergaard was supposed to go in game three. Now it's Ranger Suarez is going to go for the Phillies, still going uh, no pitching change for the Strohs. Does that affect your handicap here when you when you see that, that change for the Phillies? Oh, well, look, I think Suarez has pitched extremely well. I mean, this postseason, he's got nine innings pitched, nine and two-thirds. Uh, uh, he's got a 1.86 ERA. I like the way McCullers has pitched on the flip side for Houston here. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. But to me, you're seeing it starting to drop down a little bit. Some places, a seven and a half. I, you know, I'm not going to play this game tonight, but I'm looking forward to it. And I want to see how Suarez performs because he's a guy, if he performs well – he could potentially get you some length in this game. Kelly, I don't know if you've got a prop on number of outs for Suarez tonight. If you do, I'd be kind of curious on that one because they're probably going to put him in that 
that 12 to 14 range, go four and a third, four and two-thirds innings, it's really going to be incumbent upon his performance early in the game because I think if he gets through the first and second inning, I think he's a guy that can give you five or six. Well, he's going to go. He's okay. going to go longer than what they were going to go with Thor, right? Yeah. Don't we think that they're going to give Suarez more length than they would have with, with Noah? I would agree with you there, but the one thing I have a problem with is we're just assuming that you know Syndergaard can't pitch or he's not going to. Right, be he's going to be bad. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, we're going to have to get him out of the game. This is not going to be a Clevenger situation where you have a lead oh, and man. then all of a sudden you allow the first four base runners to reach. I, I tell you what, Pods got up. I was like, oh, Phils are done in this one. Changed the whole series. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, he blows that lead after coming back. I mean, after getting spotted a four spot in the first inning. All right. So again, Phillies right now plus a dollar eight here in Game Three. That total staying at eight, but you have seen maybe that could tick down here to seven and a half. Repeating our top story of the day, it's the NFL trade deadline, and it's got about six more minutes to go. So we haven't seen anything new in the, in the last half hour, but I think that the biggest news of the day might be Bradley Chubb going from the Broncos to the Dolphins after the big shocker earlier this morning was TJ Hawkinson. And again, the flag there for me, Amal, is again, I, I look at it and I go, it feels like a win for the Vikings. But why are you willing to trade away your quote-unquote best tight end Inner division, if you're the Lions, if you don't know something we don't know, i.e., I go back to D.C. when I was there covering the, the team formerly known as, as the Redskins, and they traded for Donovan McNabb out of Philadelphia from Andy Reid at the time and straight down 95. And I went, well, everybody's celebrating this thing like the, like Washington just, just fleeced Andy Reid. Sometimes the coaches know who the player is that they're dealing. Inner division. I would agree with you. I, I think anytime you have a team willing to move on from a player, there's just far that more. That you drafted in, to. Yes, in exactly. Hawkinson. That is far more insight than the team acquiring him. And I think that's why you don't see in the NFL until today in this trade deadline, you generally didn't see a ton of moves. And that's why teams usually trade picks mm. uh, to, you know, instead of a straight up player for player scenario that you might see in baseball or basketball. Yeah, and it's like it goes back to Russell Wilson in the offseason. Well, they traded him. You know, because San Francisco, we thought maybe they're going to trade for Jimmy G. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to trade Russ out of our division, out of our conference. We don't have to see him anymore. Ironically, they met in week one, and they beat Russell. And they said, we're, we're good with what we have. Maybe the Lions are going, we're not going anywhere. We're good with what we have. We'll get some picks back for Hawkinson. Just keep thinking that Denver signed Russell Wilson to five more years oh after the 2023 season, guaranteed. That show flew by the seat of its pants. Great job at Kelly. You, everybody here at VEASAN, uh, always enjoy the two-hour conversation. Don't go anywhere. The final countdown is next here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.